Welcome to the Therapeutic Food Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Mitchell. I'm an integrative nutrition health coach, therapeutic diet expert, and founder of The Road to Living Whole. There are many different diets out there. It's hard to know which one is right for you with your chronic illness and autoimmune disease. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you the foundational pieces every single therapeutic diet out there shares, and also how to use the best one for your particular diagnosis. If you've been looking for a meal planning partner, help navigating the complicated healthcare system, and want to feel better quickly, I'm your girl. Grab your kombucha and notebook. Let's dive in. It seems like everyone's hormones are off these days. Men have testosterone dropping like a lead balloon. Women are developing hormone imbalances at incredibly high rates and are struggling with conditions like hypothyroidism, PCOS, PMDD, estrogen dominance, and other imbalances. The big questions are, how do I know what is off? What are the best labs to run? Can they be rebalanced? And what does the body need for them to find balance again? And today I have joining me, Ricky Brandon. Ricky, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited you're here too. Can you tell us more about yourself and your practice? Yeah. So my wife and I uh, started a a clinic called Hormone Balance Centers. And mostly we, you know, it's it's that same old story. I can't find the help I need. Our favorite hormone doctor retired. And uh, for two years, we struggled to find a, a, you know, someplace that could meet the same type of care. And, you know, we got uh, ridiculed and laughed at for being on hormones. And uh, it's not because doctors don't like you. It's just, they really don't know what they're talking about when it comes to this. And so I called him up one day uh, and his name's Dr. Jones. And I said, Dr. Jones, I'm not a doctor. I'm just very passionate about what you do. My wife's a molecular biologist. Can I start a hormone clinic? And he says, why? Sure. You can, I'll even help you. I'll coach you and I'll help you hire the right kind of doctor. And I went to all the same training he went to uh, in order to learn hormones. And of course, half of it went over my head, but, uh, but now we've been doing this for a while now we've helped tons of people and uh, it's been such a blessing. And now it's become my mission. It's become, uh, you know, in fact, I just went with my wife to the dentist before this And we ended up talking to half of the dental office about hormones um, because everybody is having problems and their doctor is just telling them, well, you're normal. And they go away just terrified and feeling, well, I don't feel normal. So then what does that mean? And so, so that's it. We, we started hormone balance centers. We help people nationwide. We use telemedicine. We help them get their hormones tested. And what I'm most proud of is that all of our practitioners spend lots of time answering questions because I think education is the key. And you go line by line by line through each of your labs. They'll teach you what they all mean, teach you how it's affecting you. And everybody leaves with hope again. And that's the most awesome part. So that's what we do. I I hope I answered your question well. Oh, you definitely did. And my dog is barking in the background. I don't know if you guys can hear this, but I didn't hear it. But that's... <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Dogs are part of a healthy life. So they sure are. Um, I absolutely love your mission. And I'm so glad that we connected because hormones are so such a big topic. I actually read a statistic today that over 80% of women or around 80% of women are dealing with hormone imbalances. And that to me is absolutely crazy. And 
you're right. Like there's just, they, they don't know what to do. The labs are, you know, a mile wide when it comes to normal and abnormal is an inch on either side. And it's like, but there's the optimal ranges and then there's the quote unquote normal, which takes all of humanity and kind of finds the average. Right. (laughs) And so, you know, I think part of it is that the, the tests are not thorough enough. So if, if a woman or a, a person Let's say they're feeling off. Their doctor says they're normal. And they're like, I refuse to accept that answer. I know something's off. What what would they, if they were to go to another doctor, yeah. what type of tests can they expect to be run that are actually thorough? Like what does a thorough la- um, hormone panel look like? So we have our base set of labs and you can even go more thorough than what we do, but you have to have a starting point. And if someone's having trouble or problems, we'll dive deeper into those problems to solve those kind of strange issues. But, but these are kind of like the ones that point you in the right direction. And so we always test cortisol. We always test DHEA because that's your building block, right? For all these other things, we check your ferritin. Um, So many people are anemic and low iron and it affects so much. And they don't even know they're low iron. And, right? and ferritin is different than like a regular iron panel, right? Like ferritin is the available iron yes. versus just the iron that's floating around in your blood, right? Their their iron is really high. And so they assume they're fine. But the ferritin is like the available iron that you can use. So you're, for some reason, your body just might be stockpiling or storing iron or because it's not converting to the ferritin. Think of, think of iron as like the storage bin right? And then it converts it to ferritin as you need it to use it. So for your, there's a million things there, right? I don't want to just give a, a broad stroke answer, but, but that's, that could be, and, and your thyroid kind of works the same way, right? You've got T4 thyroid that converts to T3 and the T3 is what, you know, does all the, does the work, right? They both do work, but, um, and so you may have T4 and your, that's why, that's why your doctor might say, Oh, your thyroid looks normal. Um, but now when you check the T4 and T3 or reverse T, you know, then you then you start going, oh, it's not converting to T3. So there's something going on there. That's why I I feel terrible or crappy or sluggish, or I sit down to watch a movie and I fall asleep even if it's in the middle of the day, or I sit down to read a book and I can't get past two pages because I'm falling asleep, or the back of my heels are cracked dry and cracked, or my hair is coming out, or my skin just feels dry. Thyroid does so many things. Uh, We always test your hemoglobin A1C. We want to know if your sugars are off, if you might be diabetic and not know it. Fasting insulin. Sorry to interrupt. I feel like insulin is almost like the the first red flag. I find a lot of times... um, that like, that's like the first domino to fall. And then it just kind of goes from there. Do you see that to be true in your practice? Yes, absolutely. So they used to, they used to think like PCOS, they used to connect it to high testosterone levels. Mm -hmm. It's more connected to insulin levels. And so that's why the standard protocol for PCOS, uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Lots of cysts on your ovaries is that they uh, they give you metformin, which is diabetic medication, because they figure if, oh, if we can c- control your insulin, you're going to do better. But you, and you know this better than anyone, metformin is, you don't want to be on metformin. No, you do not. You would rather control your insulin with diet and lifestyle 
um, than, than throw someone on metformin. It's yeah. bad. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, you kind of covered this, um, but I want to explore it a little bit deeper. What do hormones do for us? Because I feel like we know that they play a role. We know that estrogen dominance is bad. We know PCOS is bad. Yeah. But like, I don't feel like it, we fully understand the role that our hormones play in our health. So, you know, yes, like the simp, the red flags are brittle hair and cracked feet and, you know, yeah. things like that. But what role do they actually play in us feeling good and living the life we want to live? Yeah, this is a, this is a big question. You're <laughs> it is, it is. And we, and I know we could like explore this for hours, but like, yeah. I feel like what would be like the highlight reel of yeah. what role does the thyroid play? And then maybe we can kind of overview the major roles that the major hormones play, you know, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. Sure. Sure. Um, they're, they're great messengers, right? And, uh, when you want to message someone, I have this, uh, so like, like at church, right. We try to get a message out at church and I tell everyone at church, we've, I, I stop being Facebook ministers because you got these old ladies that they don't look at Facebook. Mm -hmm. So we got to send out flyers. We got to make some phone calls. We got to uh, do a Facebook post and we got to do this, right? If one of those messages doesn't work, we don't reach a certain group of people. Like they just don't get the message. Uh, hormones are sending messages all over in your body <laughs> to do this, use more of this, use less of this, uh, start that engine, stop that engine, all of this. And if they're off, they're out of balance, then everything starts to get out of control. Um, I don't know if, uh, uh, you know, if you've ever gotten in someone else's car and drove it, um, and, uh, it, and it feels off, it's like shaking and wobbly. And you go back to them and say, how do you even drive this car? It's shaky and wobbly. And That's my dad to me, he's like, how long has it been making this noise? And I'm like, what noise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it happened. Right. And you live in that noise every day. And so you don't even know that it's out of balance. And then you get in someone else's car and you drive it, man, this thing seems out of control, not just out of balance. And that's where I say, if it's out of balance, it's out of control. And the way we've been trying to treat these things is by like, you know, my check engine's light on, engine light is on in my car. How do I fix that? Well, um, just put tape over it so you don't see it. Or my car is making this noise. My dad tells me my car is making, what do you do? Turn the radio up and you won't hear the noise anymore. It doesn't make the noise go away. And this is how we've been treating hormones wrong. You know, this is, and I might go on a tangent here, but you'll bring me back. I'm confident. Yeah, go right ahead. Um, if, if hormones were bad, right? We, the, the, the current theme or, or, or paradigm is that hormones are bad. You shouldn't, shouldn't do anything with your hormones. It's just the natural part of aging. And if hormones were bad, we would take out everyone's ovaries at age 30. Now they used to, and people were in terrible shape. Right. And I, I, it's, it's called the, the neuroendocrine theory of aging, right? Do your hormones go down because you're aging or do you age because your hormones get out of balance? I tend to think you age faster because your hormones get out of balance because of stress, lifestyle, poor diet, all of these things. And um, 
And so you have to fix that. If you're if your estradiol is off, why don't we give estradiol? If your progesterone is off, why don't we address the progesterone? If it's your testosterone, why don't we address the testosterone? Somehow we got all mixed up and women go through menopause. And the doctor says, well, you don't, you don't want hormones. You don't need hormones. Or if you're on them, you can only be on them for a short while because uh, of, of an old study that's misinterpreted all the time. The women's health initiative, is that what it's called? Or, yeah. or yep, that's women's the one. health? Pretty sure. That, that, that says, uh, it said, I mean, they were putting everyone on Primrin, right? And Primrose, mm -hmm. which is a synthetic progesterone estrogen mix. It's a progestin, not progesterone. Right. And so now everybody believes uh, when that study came out, it said it raises the cause of cancer, raises cancer in women who are on this. And it was really a certain group of women on a certain type of hormone, a synthetic hormone. And so now everybody says, well, you can't be on that because you're going to get cancer if you're on that, which is simply not true. When you get the right hormones in the right balance and the, in the right way, it lowers your chance of cancer. I mean, even the old days of breast cancer, they used to wait till you were at the right cycle, right? Right phase of your cycle when progesterone when progesterone was high to do the surgery because the progesterone actually blocked the spread of the cancer. And when your progesterone is at the right levels, sometimes those those cancer cells are just kind of almost encased when they take them out. And so they would wait. They discovered this and they would wait till the right season to do the do the to to take out the cancer cells because there was less chance of them spreading because the progesterone was protecting you. And now this study comes out and they think, oh, progesterone causes cancer. And it doesn't. It's so and interesting to me how they take one study and run with it versus looking yeah. at a whole picture because studies only study one part. And it's like, if we could just look at the whole picture, you know, and I understand cancer is, you know, awful, but I feel like the shotgun approach is probably not the best way. Well, um, let's yeah, someone, someone get, has breast cancer, they put them on estrogen blockers, which makes them depressed. They put on weight. They're, they don't want to live. Their uh, joints get achy. Uh, and then, um, and they do that because of the study, right? They don't use estradiol. They use, <laughs> they're, they're talking about something different, a drug. Uh, like I, I just, can I just uh, talk about progesterone for one second? Yes, please. We talk, let's do it. So birth control, all this stuff and all of these um, prescribed progesterones, it's called medroxyprogesterone acetate, which looks different. If you put it under a microscope and you look at, at the, the two molecules, it looks different than what your body makes as progesterone because it is different. They put a, a methyl group and an acetate group in it and it looks different. I could draw a picture of it for you. It looks different. That's the part that makes it patentable. So you can sell it for more money because it's not what your body makes. You can't sell things your body makes naturally for very much because you can't patent them. Right. And now I use the word synthetic loosely. And what I really mean is, uh, you know, when you hear bioidentical or natural hormones, they're still made in a lab. So technically they're still synthetic. But if you put them under a microscope, they look exactly like what your body makes. So your body uses it 
well, recognizes it, and it doesn't trigger all this other stuff that creates cancer and weird immune responses and things like that. Um, now, are, are there ways to raise all of this uh, with foods and the lifestyle and all that? Yes, but sometimes we're in emergency. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, when my wife was at her worst, I came home from work one day. She's sitting on the couch and she just looks exhausted. And, and she says, man, Ricky, I am so tired and I am so thirsty. I just need a good drink of water. And I've been this way for a couple of hours just sitting here and I, I just don't have enough. I don't even feel like getting up off the couch to go get a glass of water. Can you bring me one? This is terrible. And then what do we do? We go to the doctor and he says, well, your labs look normal. You just need to lose some weight. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine a person who doesn't even feel like getting up off the couch to get a glass of water? Can you imagine the thought of, I just need to change my lifestyle and lose weight? They're using everything they have just to get through the day. So my wife's ferritin was through the floor uh, and she was taking an iron supplement. We, we ran into the right doctor who taught us, you're not, you, you, look, I don't even know how you're standing up was the first thing he said. He said, if you were anybody else, if you weren't standing up, I'd send you to the hospital for an inf infusion. Um, he said, change to this supplement, take this food enzyme with it and take it on this schedule. And almost immediately she started having more energy just with the right iron supplement. Right, and, which was and the ability and the cofactor to help it absorb. The cofactor to help it. Now, uh, on the other stuff, the doctor had her on. She was constipated and all that. With this, no constipation. Then she was estrogen dominant. Now that didn't mean her estrogen was high. It meant her progesterone was low. I think a lot of people misunderstand estrogen dominance. They think that their estrogen's high when it actually is probably in a normal range. It's just that things are out of yeah. whack. Yeah, I hear estrogen dominance thrown around all the time. And of course, the instant thought is, oh, I have too much. So then let me just take this supplement that's supposed to lower my estrogen. Then yeah. you have two hormones that are low. Yeah. So yeah. So get 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 that progesterone up to balance it out because this really is a balancing act. And you know what? Our bodies are amazing. They know how to deal with some extras and stuff like that. That's why we can eat food. You know, I can't tell you how much. Uh, uh, vitamin A is in a carrot, <laughs> but I'll eat carrots all day long and I'm not going to get too much vitamin A because there's other stuff. So this is, this is how I think of synthetic, uh, you know, take a, take an orange and you can extract vitamin C out of an orange. There's, there might be two, 300 other things in that orange that can help you. But we know what the vitamin C does, so we'll just take that out and use that and give it to you. Now, now all of a sudden, it's a medicine. It, 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 you know, I'd have no problem eating an orange peel. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it. It doesn't taste good, but I'll, I'll eat an orange peel. It's not going to kill me. But I can take one constituent out of the orange peel and make cyanide. Yeah. But with everything else that balances out, you know, the Native American Indians used to say, if you... If you get bit by a snake, the remedy is probably within reach. That's the way nature works, right? All the balancing agents and everything are there. I don't know of a garden hose that you can cut in half and it will heal itself, but your body will. You can cut your body and it goes to work healing itself as long as it has the right tools 
and things there to build. I used to, I used to uh, 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 tour around and speak with this lady. She called herself Dr. Mom. And uh, uh, there's a, a supplement by an old herbalist. His name is Dr. Christopher. And, and at the time it was called BF and C, bone, flesh, and cartilage. They've changed the name. I don't know what they call it now. But, you know, those old school guys, they would just name it what it was. And uh, her, she would tell this amazing story of her son's elbow. He broke his elbow and he was in tremendous pain. And she was giving him massive amounts of this, putting poultices on it. He was soaking in it and his pain went away with no painkillers. That didn't mean it was healed yet. The pain went away. And she said, the reason the pain went away is because we provided the body with everything it needed to do its job so it didn't have to scream anymore like a hungry crying baby. Once you get it all it needs, some of that stuff starts calming down because your body will go to work using it in the right way. Right? That's so anyways, sorry I went on a tangent. No, that you know that is exactly what I preach over and over and over again. Give the body what it needs and it will do its job and it doesn't have to cry out for help. And that's exactly what if what... I get too much? What if I eat too many carrots? Well, your body will deal with it because it's not poison. Right. And, you know, it's about eating in balance, right? Like vitamin carrots are not the only source of vitamin A. And if you're eating whole foods and a variety of foods right. and eating seasonally, you're not going to have to worry about too much of any one nutrient like right. vitamin A and vitamin D balance each other out. So if you have that, if you're consuming both of them, you're never going to get toxic in vitamin A and you're never going to get toxic in vitamin D. They, they balance each other out. And so, yeah, no, that I, I love it. I love everything so, you just talked about. So the, the midroxy progesterone acetate, which um, like I hate, I hate, <laughs> I'm, I'm very thankful that when I was young and ignorant, um, that birth control pills made my wife sick. So she didn't go on them. I, I can't tell you how many people I've met who have been on birth control for so long and it's messed up their bodies. I wasn't on it for very long and it messed up my body. I was on it maybe a couple of years. And um, when I got off of it and then went through the whole kind of withdrawal and all that stuff on the other side of it, like there's no way I would ever go back on. Yeah. Yeah. And any man that tells you, look, <laughs> you know, oh, I don't like condoms. Look, I, I'm going to, sorry to say it this no, way. No, you're good. And tell him, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. put this poison in my body. And that, and that's really what it is. It throws everything off and it can throw everything off for years. It can take yeah. literally years to re and a whole lot of work to recover from them. And then people are putting teenagers on them because they're having PMS or acne or they're feeling off when really yep. those symptoms are, Hey, I'm low in nutrients that I need. Yeah. Like I know magnesium helps a lot. Yeah. You know, and, and we're deficient in magnesium because our farming practices deplete the soil. And so we're just not getting it from our food. And so, you know, our hormones are off because they don't have what they need because we're not getting the nutrients that we need. And so it, it is, it all just comes together in, in crazy ways. And like, we live in a really toxic world. It's not just medications like birth control. Birth control is one of them, but other medications can throw them off pollutants in the air. We have estrogenic compounds and um, you know, plastics in cars and we are breathing in flame retardants when we sleep on our mattresses and all of those things impact our hormones. Yep. yep. Throwing, so, throwing stuff in a microwave in a plastic dish. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. All of these things just play a role. So 
you know, to kind of bring everybody back, we've talked about testing, you know, looking at not just our hormones. We're looking at T4. We're looking at T3. We're looking at reverse T3. We're looking at ferritin. We're looking at cortisol, um, you know, and, you know, all these other tests. And usually these are a starting point. We can go further. There's a lot more we can do. We can look at micronutrients and macronutrients and enzymes and, you know, all of these things. So, we do that. We know that they play a role, that they're incredibly essential. So if they're off, what are some of our options? Yeah. Well, I <laughs> I tend to think, obviously, if you feel good enough, the options that you offer are probably, I'm not going to say they're better, they're different, right? Um, if you're in a little bit more emergency, you want to come see me right? You, you might need a prescription. Now I'm not going to give you a, it, it does come from a pharmacy. It is synthetic, but we're going to go to a compounding pharmacy where uh, we give everything natural. I'm not going to put you on a pellet. A lot of people see these hormone pellets being advertised and they're becoming very popular. And um, in fact, I just talked to someone today. They said, oh, I, do you guys do pellets? And I go, no, I don't do pellets. And they go, well, I've been on a pellet. Boy, it's changed my life. I go, what's in your pellet? And they say something like, um, uh, testosterone? And I go, what else? Well, they ran some tests. They told me that my testosterone was low, so they just gave me that. And I go, did they tell you about all the other things? What, what was your cortisol like? What was your DHEA like? What was... You know, what was, what was your progesterone levels? And they go, I don't know. They just told me I just needed this, you know, and that's because they went to some, you know, th they are helping people, but they went to some, uh, thing that taught them how to do pellets and the pellets come in like three different sizes. You get size A, B, or C. I've also had women come in here whose hormones are raging and they have incredible acne and a pellet is like a little piece of rice size thing they inject in the in the, you know, gluteus area and it lasts three, four months. They come in, their hormones are raging, acne, and they say, what do I do? And I say, wait three months because I can't take it out. And so what, what you're going to do is we're going to test you. We're going to go through line by line, not just talking about the numbers. We, the numbers are a starting point, but then you treat the person. How do you feel? How do you act? How do you sleep? What do you like at three o'clock in the afternoon? Because all of these things have to be judged, not just the numbers. The numbers are a picture in a moment in time. But we want to know how you feel as you go about your life. Numbers are just a starting place to start pointing us in the right direction. So you don't want a doctor who treats the labs. You want a doctor who treats the person. I'm going to interrupt you there because I absolutely love that. And that is something that I preach also. Um, you know, I partner with uh, naturopathic doctors usually. That's pretty much who I partner with around the country. And, you know, what I love about them is the labs are just give us a window. They give us insight into what's going on. But what yeah. really matters is the person and how you feel and where you're at. And I feel like that's what sets functional medicine apart from yeah. allopathic medicine. You know, I do find that the labs help people with their mindset of, okay, there is something off. I need to fix it where without labs, I, you know, as a health coach, I help people. I used to help people who didn't work with naturopathic doctors and sometimes I still will, but I find that they struggle with sticking to the course. 
that the mo- intrinsic motivation is just not there for yeah. them. Like feeling bad is not bad enough. They need proof that something is off before they're willing to change. I don't understand it. I'm not that type of person, but I know that it's a thing. Right. And so I love labs. I love testing because it does motivate people, but it's only a glimpse into what's going on. You have to understand that those ranges of normal are designed by the insurance company. I, I have a patient right now who's going to PA school and he calls me as he's going through school and he says, guess what I learned today? Guess what I learned today? He says, one of my teachers actually admitted that those ranges are kind of bogus. And I'm I'm like, great. The other thing people think if my insurance doesn't cover it, I must not need it. We have to get rid of that paradigm. The insurance companies and all of those things are there to make money. That's why the ranges keep changing. I, I got a colonoscopy and the, the, you know, of course my blood pressure went down and we were talking and uh, as I was coming out of the anesthesia, we were talking about blood pressure and the, the, the nurse there, I don't remember what her classification was, but she said, did you know that they're thinking of changing the blood pressure range? They're looking at raising it up to five points. And I said, why? And she said, well, I guess they found out that that, that range is, is still safe. And I'm like, baloney. What they found out is you're not going to die if we raise it five points, but we're going to save X millions of dollars in blood pressure medicine. You're not going to die till you get six, seven, eight points above what we're doing now. So we're going to, and some, some guy did the math and said, yeah, you're only going to lose this many people, <laughs> but you're going to make this much money. And they go, well, that's a fair trade-off. Yeah, let's do that. And they're doing that with all of these. Those ranges are so wide. You know, I think of it like, like if we were talking about your money and uh, let's say you made, I don't know what the poverty level is, but let's say you made $25,500 a year. And let's say the poverty level was $25,000. How would you feel if I came to you and said, like, don't worry about bettering your life. You're not in poverty yet. Just, you know, wait till you get in poverty, then start doing something about it. That's what an endocrinologist is trained to do. That's what the doctor is trained to do. And they're threatened with their job. They're threatened with their bonuses. And they're threatened with their uh, malpractice insurance that if you treat outside of these ranges, then you're liable. And that's why you have to put a diagnosis code so your insurance covers it. And they say, well, you're treating like this. That's outside of the norm. So we don't cover it. And so you have to pony up with your own money. I want to, I don't know about you, but I want to live in high optimal, not low normal. I don't want to be just above poverty. There's a lot of difference in your life when you live at high optimal. And so they're sending people away and they think they're crazy. Like this is, this is the classic. I mean, I, sorry to use um, uh, menopause for this, but menopause is the one we see most often. And they're going in like, I feel like this. I feel like this. And they go, well, your, your labs look normal for your age. Uh, this is just part of aging. This is what you expect. And they go away and like, I feel depressed. I'm putting on weight. I feel hot flashes. I, I'm, am I going crazy? So the next step, the doctor says, well, I'll do something for you because you've complained enough. Let me put you on an SSRI or an antidepressant. Oh, that's my, uh, 
that just makes me so mad. So, but the, but the problem, the problem is estradiol and progesterone, progesterone and other things. That's the problem. So let's, let's put black tape over your check engine light. Let's turn up the radio and give you this other thing. And this other thing makes you start gaining weight, which makes you more depressed, which, you know, interrupts your, your sleep patterns. And, and now we've made it worse by putting black tape over your check engine light and turning up your radio. You're out of balance. You're out of control. If the problem's an estradiol problem, why don't we give you estradiol? If your problem is progesterone, why don't you give you progesterone? Now, people think testosterone, right? Testosterone, they think it's only for muscle mass and all of this. I have seen diabetes get reversed type two with testosterone. The right testosterone and other hormones reverses osteoporosis better than those prescription medications that some of them have a limit. Don't leave people on these more than one or two years because they're messing other stuff up. Yeah, it changes your numbers. This is why I hate metformin. Yeah, metformin will change your sugar levels. But it doesn't make them vanish. Where did the sugar go? You know, that's the question. Yeah, you ask any doctor. Metformin lowers lowers my blood sugar level or my insulin levels. Where, or where did it go? Uh, boy, never thought of that. It pushes it into the fat cell as storage. That's how it does it. So you get fatter and fatter and fatter if you don't change your lifestyle. Metformin actually makes you fatter. I love that you talk about that. It reminds me of, I have a client who, um, when she came to me, her A1C was 11. And she has made a lot of dietary changes. Um, you know, she's working on the lifestyle. Her A1C is now a six, under six, which is fantastic for her. But they're keeping her on metformin. And so in this whole process, She's gotten healthier. She eats really clean. You know, she's doing all this stuff and she has not lost any weight. And now we know why. Yeah. It's making it store it. All right. Berberine, so the, the, the supplement berberine mm -hmm. does miracles. Yep. Get the right kind. Take, take it regularly. Get berberine a kind from a doctor. Get it, get a good kind. Not a, not a cheap yeah. kind. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now that we've talked about like, you know, hormone replacement and all that stuff, let's go more on the, okay, so we're doing this. We're really off. We're getting that support. What role does diet and lifestyle play in hormones? <laughs> everything. It's everything. Look so great. Yeah. We don't want your hormone prescription to become another piece of black tape or another turn up the radio so you don't hear the noise. Yes, you start feeling great immediately. Um, and, and it works pretty fast, right? Uh, but, uh, you know, some people, they there is an argument that says, if I start taking testosterone, won't my body stop making testosterone? Um, and the answer, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a fine balancing act. It, the answer is it depends, right? How long has this been going on? All of that. Like, of course, I would rather you fix it without a prescription. We all would. If if you're anyone who's in healthcare that's worth your weight in anything, we would love for you to not be on a prescription, not even have to be on a supplement. If we could have perfect food and, and lifestyle, that would be the best. But your body's not making it now. 
And so <laughs> that, like, that was my problem, right? When I, I fought going on testosterone, I was pretty bad. I was depressed. People think testosterone, like for men, testosterone is kind of like progesterone for women. Progesterone is the happy hormone for women. And for men, testosterone, and it's not about libido. It's not just about muscle mass. I was mentally depressed. I didn't even want to go to work. I had lost my fight. I had lost my drive. And people say, oh, if you get on too much testosterone, you're going to have roid rage and you're going to be angry and you're going to have a stroke. Um, I was more angry with my children when my testosterone was low because I was on my last nerve all the time and it took everything I had just to get through the day. And so I was angry all the time because I didn't have anything left for them. You can't keep giving from an empty cup. And so once my testosterone took about two, three months, started getting up there, man, I was a different person. I showed up for my family in a different way and at work and progesterone and sleep and all of these things, thyroid are the same thing for women and everyone. Most men who go on testosterone also need thyroid. Not, I'm, I'm going to say most that I see. And they're going to these testosterone clinics and they're giving them testosterone and it does make them feel better. But this is a whole balancing act. Look, you got to stop drinking your sodas all day long for energy. Uh, you got to stop. Look, if your adrenals are in bad shape, stop taking things to push your adrenals harder, like energy drinks. Mm -hmm. Um your thyroid's got to work. It's going to balance so many other things. I, I don't even know the full list of everything thyroid does, but it's not just energy. It's regulating all these other hormones. Testosterone. I, like I said, I've seen it almost get, I've seen it get rid of, of type two diabetes. I've seen it turn around and increase bone density. Are you going to have a heart attack on it? Guess what? Your heart's a muscle. It's going to build that muscle. It's going to get rid of visceral fat. Which it, is a much higher <laughs> risk factor for heart disease and heart attacks. Yeah. And, and your, your men need progesterone. Men need estrogen. Uh, if you get too much progesterone, it's going to convert to estrogen. Uh, but also estrogen can convert to testosterone. If your DHEA levels are right your cortisol levels, you know, some people, they come, they so, they're so tired. Right. I say, every time I stand up, I get dizzy. <laughs> we used to do this test, right? I forget what the test is called, but you, you take your blood pressure while you're laying down and relaxing. And then you stand up and you take your blood pressure again. And some people's blood pressure drops. That's a sign that your adrenal glands didn't kick in and, and make everything pump up because now your body needs, needs more. Right. And if you get lightheaded a lot, chances are your cortisol's off, your your adrenal glands are shot. Like, what was your experience when you when you had adrenal fatigue? What was what were some of your symptoms? What was going on? Oh goodness, yes. Um, so and and how I, did you figure out it was adrenal fatigue? Yeah. So I'm actually going going through my second bout of adrenal fatigue. But what I noticed was again the um what what you said was when you go from down to up and getting dizzy and seeing spots, that was, I was definitely doing that. Um, I was not sleeping. Like I could not stay asleep. I was waking up in the middle of the night, couldn't fall asleep. I was having anxiety. 
uh, which I'm, I'm not, I don't struggle with anxiety normally. Um, I started, I, even though I was working out and strength training, I was losing muscle mass and gaining weight. Like, I mean, I was gaining like a pound a week. It was insane. I was like, this is unnaturally fast and I'm eating, you know, my, I hadn't changed the way that I ate. I was eating, you know, my average is about 1700 calories a day. I'm very petite, you know, strength training. Um, so my food hadn't changed. My activity hadn't changed. Uh, you know, I was gaining weight, losing muscle anxiety, um, you know, I had also dealt with COVID, so I was had my hair falling out, you know, so I don't know yeah. all of that well, stuff. COVID like, messed up people's hormones. Oh, well, I do know. So one of the things when I learned that um, COVID was causing massive hair loss in women, I also saw that it can cause HPA access dysfunction. It can cause adrenal fatigue and it actually yeah. can cause your thyroid to crash. If you're already susceptible, it can cause your thyroid to crash and you need hormone replacement. Yep. Um, luckily with testing, I I hadn't reached that, but my adrenals were stage three. Um, so, you know, my, I actually, and my testosterone was almost zero. So I did, um, I was already doing diet and lifestyle. I was doing sleep hygiene. I was eating really clean. I was doing all of those things. So then we added in, um, adrenal supporting herbs, um, and actually, and then I was actually taking adrenal glandulars, which were a godsend. And I took a compound bioidentical testosterone for three, for four months. And Did you do that as a cream or a it was a way? cream. Yep. It was a cream. Um, I applied it to my skin, let it sit there for about 30 minutes before getting dressed. And then you were able to get off of it. I was, yeah, no, I haven't. I, after the four months I've been good, I, I'm developing, yeah. I'm getting my muscle back. Weight yeah. loss has been slow. Um, but I know that it's going to come. Yeah. And like, sometimes you just need those hormones to get over the hump Yeah. so that you feel great again. Then you can start living that lifestyle that you're supposed to live. Yeah. It just kind of catapults the body. It gives you what you need to feel good to continue doing what you need to do. And I'm, you know, I haven't gained any more. I am building muscle like I'm doing and I'm sleeping better and my hair is growing in it, you know, so it's like, and my skin's great. So it's all these things are reversing. It does. I think the thing that people don't realize is it can take time. Like I was like, all right, like this, I got, I got diagnosed in March and I started helping, you know, getting the extra boost in March. So I'm expecting a year before I start getting over the hump and things start really, weight loss is always the last thing, which I think is the most frustrating, but all these other things are the one we want the most. It's the one we want the most. And it's (laughs) the one that always happens last. Care if we feel crappy as long as I'm losing weight, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And weight loss is the last thing to happen. Everything else has to be in place for your body to go. I can let this go. Yeah. Because adipose tissue is protective. There's calories, there's hormones in there. You know, if you're having, you know, if you are dealing with toxins or pathogens are stored in there as well, it's very protective and it takes a, it takes a lot to be able to lose weight. The HPA access herbs, we have some that we really love here. They're amazing. They're amazing. Yeah. Those adaptogen herbs, they'll they'll regulate yeah. things up, move things down as they needed. I like I don't know, I don't know what Mother Nature or God or whatever you believe did on those herbs, but they're they are uh, amazing. They change they're lives. And they're, and they're whole food, they're whole food herbs. Yeah. Right. And it's like, unlike, you know, even bioidentical hormones and stuff, the adaptogenic herbs, whatever's high, whatever's low, it balances them out. So you don't have yeah. to worry about getting too high or too low yeah. in anything. It just takes time. The nice thing about like, I decided to do the testosterone cream because I mentally needed that extra 
push. Yeah. I needed to see the muscle growth. I needed to see some improvement. I did the glandulars because I knew that by getting that cortisol in, I would sleep better. I would feel better. I could have just added the herbs and done the slow and steady wins the race, but I felt so awful and I was so sleep deprived and I was a, a mess of anxiety that I was like, I need extra need support. I, I, I need to need feel hope. good. I need sleep. You you, I need, yeah. yeah, you need, you need to start sleeping. You need, to, and all of those things help that look, it's not people come and they say, well, what, what hormone can I take now? Can I just take one? Can I start with one? Like, nope, sorry. This is a balancing act. You just start with one. You're going to throw something else out of whack. Let's, let's attack this thing, get you on track. And then you'll have the energy and the, and the hope and the, and the, the drive to keep going and take care of yourself for the and rest to, of your life. And to keep adding things in, you know, and you and I talked about this before, but as a health coach, you know, once they're, they're getting the treatment where they have the energy to do things, I'm like, I want to come in and help get that diet and lifestyle where it needs to yeah. be. So they never have to be back on the hormones again. Like what can we do lifestyle wise to support yeah. this? So your body's getting what it needs to get back into optimal balance and it can stay there. I was you talking know. to one patient as they do their homework. They said, I don't even think it's possible to uh, live a perfect lifestyle. Just in the world we live in, they're, they're <laughs> as they try to, right? It's like fighting an uphill battle. You know, you can't, you got to have extra time to prepare the right foods. You got to, it was funny. I was eating something terrible. What, what were we talking about at home? I was talking about gravy, right? I was on this kick where I was making gravy for everything. And I go, man, we got to stop eating like this. <laughs> but but my kids loved it, right? So <laughs> right. I'm like, I got to stop making gravy. And my wife says, well, why do you make it? And I said, well, it's easy. And she turned to me and goes, you dummy, salad is easy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Not only, so here's where I come from. And this is a passion of mine is that eating healthy isn't hard when you know what to do. And there's just so much noise out there. Don't eat eggs, yeah. eat eggs, eat steak, yeah. don't eat steak, keto, paleo, vegan, dead. Like there's just so much noise, but every single therapeutic diet, every diet out there that people come up with, there's a foundation that's the same. There's different ratios and all this stuff, but it's real food. And yeah. after going through, I think the seven major diets, I, I found this, like they all have the same thing in common. And it's whole foods, as close to the earth as possible, adequate amounts of nutrients, adequate amounts of protein. And when you learn what that looks like in a way that's doable and there's flexibility, sometimes we want to have gravy. Sometimes we want to have cheesecake. Yeah. Sometimes we want to have whatever that bad food, quote unquote, is. But it's like if you're 90% of the time eating nourishing nutrient dense, you know, foods, then your body's resilient to those meals. For one, you're not going to crave them as much because you're getting what you need. And if you are craving them, it's probably a soul food. So enjoy every single bite of yeah. it. You didn't fall off the wagon. You didn't cheat in any way. You didn't ruin anything. You just go back to eating normal, your normal, healthy, nutrient. dense. And if diet. you're so stressed out, you're adding stress. Yeah. If you're counting everything and weighing everything and, oh my gosh, I ate too much of this. What do I have to do to counteract it? That's adding stress to your life and your body knows how to deal with it. Or you're at the gym doing hours and hours of cardio, which raises your cortisol <laughs> even more, yeah. yeah, you know, and stresses your body out even more. Cause it's like, what are we running from? Oh my God. Like yeah. what's chasing I'm us? in constant fight or flight. 
right? Yeah. Like so, it's high, super intense cardio does that. So one thing I, I want to say, you, you said something and I remembered something I learned a long time ago it was about Alzheimer's disease and the way an herbalist would treat someone with Alzheimer's disease is they'd give them something like licorice root and those kinds of herbs that are high in aluminum. Mm-hmm. And people say Alzheimer's is an accumulation of aluminum in the brain is one of the things that increases Alzheimer's disease. And so why would you give them foods that are high in aluminum? And it's because we don't eat that way. And so your body needs aluminum. And so it's grabbing it from the soda cans. It's grabbing it from the aluminum cookware. It's grabbing it from the bad foods that have the wrong kind of aluminum. And it's storing it there because your body needs aluminum. And the moment you introduce whole food, organic, the proper kind of aluminum, the body lets go of that bad stuff and uses up the good stuff. It's you, it's grabbing onto it because you haven't given it the right kind. So it's getting some form of aluminum wherever it can. And the moment you take these, this, this bioavailable, the correct kind of aluminum, your body will ditch the other stuff as fast as it can. And that's true of any foods you're eating. Your body needs salt, but you use the wrong kind of salt. Yeah. You know, whatever the, the wrong, it'll just, it'll try to survive. And so if you're like, you're doing, you don't have to worry about it. If you're putting all the right, the right stuff on your plate, stop worrying, start, start living. Yes. Yes. All of that. All of that. <laughs> you and I are friends. I, like, <laughs> yes. Instant friends. Like, so, so hormones. Yeah. Like, do I wish I didn't, uh, everyone didn't have to be on hormones. This is a chronic, chronic problem that people are being, um, they're not mistreated by their doctors. Their doctors just simply don't know. I feel bad for women. You have to have like a degree in negotiation skills to get good health care. You have to fight and you are already tired. You are exhausted and you go to the doctor again and he tells you the same thing again. Your labs look normal and you go home thinking, well, then I must be crazy. And, and so what I do here is I'm an advocate for you. I filter through the right kind of doctor. When you come in here, you're not going to get that same old song and dance. They're going to go line by line. You're going to spend an hour, hour and a half or longer. If you need going line by line, you won't leave here saying, I don't know what this hormone does. I don't know what that hormone does. And the doctor will sit with you, explain it to you. Some people come out in tears because they're like, oh my gosh, he just described my whole lifestyle. Uh, For once, someone's listening to me. And, and then huge. you go out with a plan and, and you feel a little better, but you're not feeling quite good enough. Come back. Look, let me talk to you. This is what happened. Okay. Well, yeah, no, I don't need another set of labs. I need to know how you felt when we did this. Okay. Well, let's give you a little more. Let's give you a little less. Let's give you a little more. And we can treat outside those ranges because you're paying for it. I don't care what the insurance company says. It's our job not to hurt you. When a doctor comes, he takes the the Hippocratic oath, which says, I will not hurt people, is what that, that oath says. Uh, yet, I, I have one friend who is an ER doctor, and he absolutely stopped giving people metformin, started a program like yours, where he treats it with food, diet, and lifestyle, uh, because he said I could no longer prescribe that medicine to people and feel like I was honoring my Hippocratic oath because it's making them fatter. It's hiding the problem. And he says, I can reverse type two diabetes 
with food, diet, and lifestyle, exercise, and all those things. And he does it over and over and over again. So, so right. Uh, if you find the right diet, look, women know, all people know, you know, it in your gut, you know, something's off just like you did. Just like, <laughs> like something's off. Trust your gut. Don't let the doctor tell you when you're paying, when you're paying for it, you have a say. That's why I call people clients, not patients, because we have this paradigm that when I'm a patient, I have to do whatever the doctor says, whatever the insurance company will pay for. That must be, they, they don't pay for it. If I don't need it, baloney, you know, now, you know, something's wrong. You know, your hormones are off. That also makes you susceptible to a program that someone's selling. And you can tell when someone's marketing a program for money or they're marketing something because they care about you and they want to make a difference. They have to make money. Otherwise they go out of practice and close the doors and they don't help anybody. But some people will prey on you because you're so sick and tired of being sick and tired. And they'll sell you a super expensive program that's not going to serve you. It's not going to move you in the right direction. It'll make you feel better. But it's a one size fits all program that they're churning and burning. You want someone who's going to talk to you, listen to you and make you uh, make adjustments for you. Listen, you know, and you want to be able to call them saying, look, I didn't sleep good. You did this to help me sleep and I'm still not sleeping good. Well, let's try this. Let's try that. It is. It, there's not a one size fits all when we're coming to hormones. Look, hormone levels. Some people need to be super high on their thyroid and they don't feel adverse symptoms of high thyroid, right? Some people need to be lower and you get a little bit higher and they start saying, man, I, my heart's beating. I feel like I'm gonna have a heart attack. I have anxiety. Let's lower your thyroid. Some people keep raising it, raising it, raising it. And that might be a sign of something else too, right? But yeah. some people need to maintain at a high level. Some people's testosterone for a man, I know you're talking point two, right? Men need to be at, at 600, 700, 800, <laughs> 900, and some guys need to be at 1400. Some people feel great at 500. So we're trying to raise it to the level of where you feel great without any adverse symptoms of having that high level. I love that you you just went there because I, you know, I see these hormone doctors or these hormone specialists and they just do shots after shots after shots. They don't retest, you know, they don't it is a one size fits all. Come in. Here's a pellet. You know, here's yeah. a shot, and they don't say, "Oh, you're you're you feel good at lower numbers," or you know what? Let's just let's just try going higher and higher. Oh, okay, now you feel great, and taking that bio individuality into account. So I love that your clinic does that. Now, this interview has been absolutely incredible, and I actually would love to have you back on to go even deeper. Sorry, I, I take over. I start talking. I'm passionate about it. I, I love every minute of it. I, I do. Um, so I would love to have you back on to take people even deeper in maybe a couple of months because there's just so much deeper that we can go with this. But for now, if people go, oh my gosh, this resonates with me. I yeah. need your clinic. How do they find you? I'm going to have all this on the show notes, but let's yeah, just, sure. while they're listening to you right now, how do they connect with you? Two places. And I don't want to confuse you, but first I want everyone to read my book. Do your hormones have you dragging, sagging, and nagging? And I'm giving it, I got the PDF and the audio file for free. If you go to freehormonebook.com. So go to freehormonebook.com, download it, give me your email address, get it and, and consume it. That's uh, that'll give you a good base. 
If you just feel like, yeah, I want to get started, you can go to Hormone Balance Centers with an S. I, I made it plural because I'm thinking big. There's going to be lots of centers someday. So <laughs> HormoneBalanceCenters.com. And look, call us up, have a conversation with us. Um, and, th and that's what we're here for. Ask questions. You should, if, if you find a good hormone doctor, you should become your friend circle's new hormone expert because you should come away educated. If you're on hormones and you don't know what you're on or why you're with the wrong doctor. Right. Thank you so much. I appreciate you joining us and sharing your passion and all your knowledge with us. <laughs> Thank Is you there so any... much. Uh, sorry. I made you stay so long. I... <laughs> no, you're totally fine. I'm sure that they're like, Oh my gosh, give me more. So thank you again. Yeah. And one last thing. Can I say one last thing? Of course. I am so impressed with uh, Marion. I am probably going to partner with her here soon to uh, take people to that next level, to that nutrition level and all of that. So, uh, so likewise, thank you. I learned a ton from you today um, before the call <laughs> and I, I expect to learn more later. So thank you so much and have a great week. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health-coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.